Boston College has lost eight players to the transfer portal, but the transfer portal is a two-way street. BC is going to be active themselves trying to grab talent in a critical 2024 year. We're going to be joined by a special guest today to talk about what they could be looking for. We're going to look at women's basketball and a whole much more on today's Locked On BC. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked On Boston College, your team every day. I am your host, AJ Black. I'm also the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider. Check out my work over there. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Now, you look on social media, you look at what's going on on Eagle Insider and other sites, and all the talk and buzz right now is a sense of panic around the amount of transfers that have left Boston College. And to that, I understand partially. I look at it and say, yeah, they've lost a bunch. So has a lot of other teams. Yes, they've lost a bunch. But some of these players aren't really critical to what their future plans are. But the other piece of the pie hasn't started yet. Some of it has. And that is going to be who Boston College brings in in the transfer portal. So we saw in the 2022 season, 2023 season, excuse me, it was critical that they brought in some guys. And we'll talk about what those players are going to need to be and what positions they're going to be looking for on today's show. But today we have a special guest. We're joined by Kate Otis. Kate is a contributor on Eagle Insider. She's been covering women's basketball, but she is a Boston College fan at heart. Kate, how's it going? Kate, you there? Uh Uh-oh. You there? Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're there. Okay, sorry. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we're talking transfers here. And... BC, six and six. There's a lot, obviously, some areas that they need to improve on. In your opinion, what are some positions you think BC should be looking at in the transfer portal? Yeah, thanks. As you noted, six and six, you know, tough go, but there are Eagles, so we're going to root for them. For the portal, to bring in some new guys, I think we should really find a nice tight end. You know, we saw that one of our great ones was injured, and... You know, yeah, missed the season, and we really need a nice running back. Our current running back is a senior, and as we know, our quarterback, Tommy, can be his own running back, but he needs some help. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's really important some of the things you brought up right right there, right? So, George Takis, he misses the, he missed most of the season, and I think that was kind of a theme for the two years he was here, right? He, He got hurt last year. He played banged up. This year, he got hurt, got banged up, and they need depth at tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and funny enough, if you're an Eagle Insiders VIP right now, I got two names of players that they're looking at in the transfer portal. They got one coming this weekend. So, Kate, you nailed that one. Um, running back, too. I think that's a really good point, too. Uh, I, I don't know if you've been looking at, like, the tweets that have been going out, but BC has lost. Mm-hmm. A lot. 
<laughs> they've lost a lot, right? At the Compared to back. other teams in the ACC too, we're looking low. Yeah, and, and running back is a, is a, obviously a very specific position that you you need depth at. And so you lost Pat Garwo, you lost Cam Barfield, Andre Hines, and then today, Xavier Coleman. Now, mm-hmm. for the folks that are worried, three of those guys were not really contributors. Andre Hines had that fun, you know, last drive against Syracuse, but he was, he's a practice player. He wasn't really, you know, he wasn't really a contributor on a regular basis. And then, you know, Barfield didn't really, he averaged like 1.2 or 1.3 yards per carry. He wasn't going to, I mean, he's five, six shorter than me. I'm not a big guy. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, in, in, in a running game like that, it's just, it just isn't working. And then Xavier Coleman never figured out anything in this offense. So I think you're right, Kate. Like you want more running backs. And I think you want guys that are kind of in the frame of, of Kai Robichaux, like big, mm-hmm. big dudes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and any thoughts on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah. I mean, oh, I think you cut out. Can you hear me now? Sorry, I don't know why that keeps my mic's on. Um, you know, like I mentioned on Twitter, it's just like the the Patriots, right? We have a good, solid defense, so that's what's yep. getting us by. But, you know, at the end of the day, we need an offense to score most of our points, right? So our defense is strong. I think we're in a good spot there. It's more so just we need that. We have we have it all, but we need the offense to then, you know, come in and, and, and help us succeed. And I also have my dad here, too, Chuck Gotis, a big BC Eagles lover, so. Feel free to chime in down yeah, we're gonna, yeah, Chuck, I know you're hanging out there too. And Chuck is a, a, a big supporter of Boston College. Chuck. Class of 89. Class of 89. <laughs> your thoughts on the defense? Because I'm curious what you think too. Because I, Honestly, I, I, I thought they started the season really well. But they ended the season very poorly. I mean, Elijah Jones shutting it down. We don't really know why. Maybe his agent told him to. Um Things just started to unravel after they were yep. six and three. I mean, especially the Miami game, it was embarrassing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, they had their moments, um, but you know, I, I even go back to the beginning of the season, right? With Northwestern, they just kind of dragged BC's defense or up and down the up and down the field. Um, they, they're going to need some some depth there. Uh, they really haven't lost anyone, and you got to hope that the secondary. There was a lot of kids. I mean, I don't want to call them kids, but like younger guys <laughs> on, on that roster, right? Like. Guys like Amari Jackson and uh, CJ Kling Scales and and KP Price as a safety, I I would look I I have to think that Halfley's going to have to look at that secondary and say that we're going to get some guys and Marty Party in our comment section as I was saying to Kate before we even started I try not to stay in the comment section because I get myself distracted and that makes a bad show uh, Marty Party one of our loyal listeners says what about some linebackers. I think that's that's some interesting thoughts. Bryce Steele, we don't know what's going to happen with him yet, right? He was he had something happen, and they're protecting his medical privacy. But will he even, mm. will he play again? We don't know. We don't know mm. what's going to happen with him. Um, now, Kate, I got a question for you again. Mm-hmm. Do you expect this to be a big recruiting class? I mean, a big transfer. Do you think Halfley's going to go heavy in the transfer portal, or do you think it's going to be a smaller class? You know, I think if he was smart, he would, especially because he's kind of in the tank, right? I mean, right. we don't know how much longer he's got with the team. And right. I like him. I really do. I think he's a great coach, but they need some help all around. So I really hope they go strong this year. 
and get some young guys, like we mentioned. I mean, that's where the talent is right now, right? And let's try to steal some transfers from other big schools in the ACC. Who says we can't do it, right? So I I have some good hope, and I hope they can uh, capture some good guys. Yeah, I think you're totally right, right? And funny enough that you bring other ACC schools, that tight end I was mentioning, if you go Mm -hmm. to the site, he's from an ACC school, and I'm not going to give away the info I got because – I, you know, I'm the Eagle insider. I get a lot of stuff. So um, it, it would be an attractive from an attractive school with a good offense. So I'm just going to yeah. say, that, right. Yeah. Um, all right. In a moment, we're going to switch gears here. Kate covers the women's basketball team. She's been watching. We're going to talk a little bit about how the women's basketball team has looked so far. Uh, we'll talk about today's game. They played Kentucky in the ACC SEC challenge. What happened? Give a little brief overview of that. And uh, I want to get Chuck on here a little bit, too, because I want to hear more his thoughts. We'll get into all of that in just a moment. But if you have not listened to some of the other podcasts on Locked On, on, on the Locked On Network, you are missing out. You should check out Locked On Red Sox with free agency coming up and trades and all sorts of good stuff. Locked On Red Sox has some of the best coverages coverage you're going to find in two great hosts. Check out Locked On Red Sox on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, it's it's college football season, it's basketball season, and FanDuel has got you covered on, in it all. Now, if you are out there ready to get yourself into a bet, FanDuel is the place to go. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. This app is so easy to use. It's a wide range of betting options. We're recording this on a Thursday night. I went in before I started recording with Kate, and I was looking at the Seahawks and Dallas game, and I was like, oh, there's a no-sweat parlay, which is great. That means if even if I lose, which if you listen to my Friday episodes with Mitch, I lose all the time. That's why I'm not a good better. I put a parlay down on two, two touchdowns by two different players on the Cowboys. I'm already tanking on it. But, hey, there's still a half of football left. But it was so easy. I just went click, click, submitted my bet. And the best part is it's no sweat. That means I get my money back um, in um, in um, on app credits if I don't win. So go yourself over to FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official sports partner of the NFL. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black, and I'm jo- as I said earlier, I am joined by Kate Otis and Chuck Otis. Uh, Kate has been has started. We have been really pumped here on Eagle Insider, the site I work for, to start having coverage of women's basketball up on the site. I have been building up a staff on my site and to cover some of the sports that I haven't had the chance myself to get into. And I love women's sports. Um, personal story myself, uh, my wife's cousin was a uh, all big east player uh, of the year for uh, not big player of the year all big east team uh, a couple years ago for villanova so i love women's basketball i just have i don't have the time to cover it myself so i was so pumped when kate came on kate talk a little bit about what's gone on so far with the women's basketball team yeah thanks aj so unfortunately someone to our you know football team we talked about earlier they're not off to the greatest start they're currently Three and five after this loss tonight, just about an hour ago, closing out. They're three five in the ACC. They're at the bottom of the tank on the ACC ranking. So it's interesting because I've watched them too since growing up. I mean, going back to my parents were alumni of BC, so I didn't have a choice 
to be a BC fan. It was just in my in my breed. Um, but you know, I grew up watching them too. And they're I look back at their records and it's it's crazy. They're just back and forth every year. You know, one year they're eleven and three, the next year they're two and ten. You know, I might have my numbers wrong there, but they're just on and off. And the head coach, Joanna, she's been around since 2018. So I don't know what's what needs to change. I mean, they're still in the beginning of the season. They're just getting started, but their defense is solid, just like our football team, BC. And I think they just need some help on offense and converting. You know, we only have two seniors on the team, which is good news. So I think they have a lot of talent left, and they got a lot, a lot of young ones out there to help them, you know, bring it home. So it's a rough start, but it's just the beginning for them. So I think one of the biggest stories, and this is before you came aboard, is it's been a tough couple years, especially for the folks that follow the team pretty closely, because there's been like a mass exodus of players. You look at some of the stars that were on this team, and I mean, um, Maria Gagdang just one one off the top of my head. It was like, I think she was all freshman or, you know, all ACC last year, one of the best defensive players on BC. She leaves. She's at UNC now. You mm. lose um i forget her name but she's at duke now and and so joanna's really joanna magnamy has really struggled to keep some of her players aboard and i i honestly don't know if that's an nil thing where you know they're Mm. getting money to go to another school or what it is but it seems like every year right now the women's basketball team has to like basically start fresh because all the players that were like got them to where they were are gone Mm -hmm. um can you talk a little bit about like I know there's been a few players that really stood out so far. Can you tell me a little bit about some of those guys, some of the girls that have been going? Uh, yeah, past? of course. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, the youngins are, are are killing it. Um, I'm, I might butcher their names. I apologize, but Tiana Todd, sophomore guard. Um, she she's six six foot. She's amazing. She's from Canada. Um, she has been a standout. And and you might you guys whoever you know has been following. I like to just call out two top place uh standout players within the report so she's been one of them time and time again um we also have um andrea daly who's a junior guard six feet as well from florida she's been a standout too defense and offense like i mentioned there's been a lot of good defensive players as well as kayla ivy too on one of the last games she had about like some type of record on on steals so again the defense is great we just need some help on offense on all around for the players but Right. And it, it, and as as you mentioned, they, they lost a tough one tonight in the ACC mm-hmm. against Kentucky, who I believe was missing two of their starters. Mm-hmm. Um, and they lost by two points on the road. So that was a yeah. tough loss. Tough. Yeah. Um, but again, I, as someone who follows recruiting, I follow recruiting for any sport. And Joanna McNamee has been doing really well. And I know she's got a really good class coming in um, for next year. So, you know, even with the struggles, it's still coming on strong. So, mm-hmm. Kate. Um, what are your expectations for the season? Do you think they're going to, do you think they'll be able to turn it around or do you think it's going to be kind of a learning year for them? Yeah, honestly, just by looking at their games, I think it's unfortunately going to be a learning year. I mean, you listen to her press, the head coach's pro- press conferences and she has a lot of hope and, and positive, you know, feelings for the team, which is great. You know, she's a very strong leader and, yep. you know, tries to uplift them, but I think it might just be, have to be a learning curve. Like we said, I mean, they lost some good players out of the portal. So, Yep. I think this is how it's going to have to go. And then, you know, next year they'll be up on it. Yeah. And sometimes you have to go through tough times to, to get to the Exactly. Side, so. We know all the Patriots. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So 
Um, you got Ch- Chuck, you still there? I am. All right. So, Chuck, I would love to get your thoughts. Is there anything specifically Boston College related you wanted to bring up while you're here on Lockdown? Oh, he's, he can probably go on and on. Here we go. Uh, yeah. Remember, the episode has to be 30 minutes, and I still got to talk about the basketball team in the, on the final Keep side. it quick. <laughs> no. Um, well, I mean, I've been a fan for many years, and, you know, we look back at the Doug Flutie days, and we wish we could get back there. Um, But I think as a BC Eagle football fan and a basketball fan, um, we just have to set expectations because it's just since we've gone to the ACC in those two sports, it's just made it really tough to recruit against Mm -hmm. Clemson and football, Florida State and football, Duke and North Carolina and Syracuse and basketball. And it's just it's a lot tougher than being in the Big East and heading down to Madison Square Garden and getting a shot with Scooney Penn to win the Big East title, you know? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, as I've said before, I've been, a, I was at BC when they were the last year, the, the Big East. So I got to see the tail end of what they had there. Um, I remember seeing some of the games against like Georgetown and, and Providence and things like that. Those were fun years. Um, it, it's, it's tough, right? Like, especially since the landscape has changed so much with NIL and, um, mm-hmm. And, and things like that it's it's it, it's made things even harder for bc uh which makes things like friends of the heights if you folks haven't started uh the folks out there listening haven't started to donate to them if you're out there on twitter or, or message boards complaining you gotta you gotta start donating to the, to the nil c- groups because those are the, like you can donate to the flynn fund and all the power to you if you do but sometimes that the the NIL is what's keeping guys like Quentin Post here, Zay Flowers. Right, uh, you're right. Yeah. Yes. So like they're they're so critical, and they need like we've had the the executive executive director on, like they're so critical in terms of where this program can go mm-hmm. um, and what they can do. Um, Kate, do you have any last thoughts? Yeah. No. The the NIL thing you mentioned. It's a great point. I mean. Since since I'm still you know young and I'm I'm now noticing all the social media and the NIL and all this good jazz. I mean I didn't even think about it when from when you guys were watching sports. There obviously was none of that, you know. Right. And now it comes down to money, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I mean it's just the way it is. I mean there's pros and cons to it, right? I mean we're excited that these college stars can get paid because they deserve it, but it's just different. It's a different playing field. And mm-hmm. like we said, I mean these big AAC. ACC uh, colleges or have have the bucket to pay out right and yeah. and the smaller schools might not and it's just well, don't let Cabo Spini of Clemson hear you say that though <laughs> I he was thinking about even NIL <laughs> he doesn't yeah, believe in sure. <laughs> yeah but you're you're right like Florida State I mean in Louisville like schools mm-hmm. like that right now and you even UNC they just bought themselves a quarterback for next year yeah it, it's crazy at the yeah. end of the day I think it's like. I mean, again, kids my age who are in in these programs, which is still crazy. I mean, I go to football games and I'm like, oh my god, these kids are younger than me, which is nuts. But um, I'm only two years out of college, but still. But I think I don't know. I mean, I I feel like they should still, you know, give themselves credit. Like, listen, I'm still working, whether I'm getting paid or not. You know, I mm-hmm. I would I would rather not be bought to be on a team. You know what I mean? I mean, and obviously they feel different. I mean, they're they're the ones trying to get to the NFL and well. I, I think you bring up a point of kind of where BC comes from this, right? Right. Like, and right. So. That's what it comes down to. I mean, they're huge on their pride and their faith. So right. same with Clemson, well, same with Debo Samuel. So, I mean, yeah. I get it. Yeah, I mean, like, so the, the way that BC views NIL, right, is that 
they're not going to pay kids to come here. Other schools, right. you're going to see guys like Arch Manning at Texas. He's going to get millions of dollars just to show up on campus, right? Right. BC's not that. They're going to use NIL to keep guys here, like we, like we mentioned, right? Like Zay and Quentin Post, and there's other guys that get it. Hockey's a whole other story. I heard that's a completely different thing, but that's a whole other story for something else. But I look at football and I look at basketball and women's basketball because I think that's important too, that BC is using that money that they're getting to retain, like their goal is to, de- to, to continue what they're doing, which is to bring in these guys, to develop them and use that money to continue to be able to develop them um, and, and to p- provide winning teams. And like, I think post, right. Quentin post is the perfect example right now. Like watch what he's been doing. And the fact, I mean, minus that last week where they were terrible last week, <laughs> they have been a good basketball team up until then. And they're going to be excited. I think they're going to be exciting when they start ACC play. Um, so yeah. Anyways, that's the end of my diatribe. Sorry. No, I love it. <laughs> so Kate, um, you're, you're new on Eagle Insider. Uh, you've been writing for us for about a month or maybe a little less than a month. Where can people find you on social media? Yeah, thanks for the shout out. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. My Twitter is Kate Otis. My Instagram is Kate Otis with another extra S. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find me there to follow up for more. Yeah, and yeah, it's so great to have Kate aboard. And Chuck, where can people find you on social media? I'm just uh, at ChuckFit22. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kate and Chuck, for coming aboard. And um, Thank you, AJ. We'll, we'll be talking again soon. And Kate, we'd love to have you on again to talk more sports in the future. Awesome. Thanks so much. All talk right. You Thank soon. you. And in a moment, I'm going to get into Bitmen's basketball because they had a huge game on Wednesday against Vanderbilt, and it was a big win. We'll talk, get into all of that in just a moment. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. And let's get into some good news here. And I was so glad to have Kate and Chuck on. Um, very new to the to the business, but that's what we're here for. We're here to build and learn and to get involved. And I loved having Kate and her voice here uh, on Locked On BC. So we're going to talk about the men's basketball team because they had, I think, the biggest, most convincing win on Wednesday against Vanderbilt in Earl Grant's career. Most convincing, best half of basketball, at least that first half. They won 82-62. They won by 20 points against a Vandy team that won 22 games last year. They had a guy that averaged 18.8 points per game. Quinton Post, again, this guy is going to be a, he's putting in the work to become ACC player of the year. You had uh, 25, I think he had 22 points. You had CJ Harris again with another big game, 20, uh, 24 points for him. They just took care of this team. This game was never close. It was wire to wire, Boston College up and down the floor. They played good defense. Vanderbilt looked lost at times because BC was just stifling them. They they came, they went on a twelve to uh, they they hit uh, what was it twelve of their first fifteen shots I think it was they were on fire from the floor you had guys chipping in Jaden Zachary had eight assists it was the best and the only reason I can say this and I know I'm not the person that made up this joke is because Earl Grant's finally out of his boot he doesn't have his boot on his foot anymore he's able to move around I think that's the reason why no I'm kidding but whatever the reason was this was great. 
This is exactly the medicine that they needed after losing two straight in that Hall of Fame classic and losing a terrible game against Loyola Chicago. They needed to go out there and show, hey, we are a good team. And they did that. I mean, you played an SEC school that has a good pedigree at on the road and you beat them by 20 points. You led by 20 points at halftime and you basically, you let the lead slip to 11. That's all the, that's as close as they got. Other than that, it was all Boston college. Harris hit that big three as they started to look like they might come back. And that was it. That was it. Big win. BC's now number 96 in the Ken Palm rating. The highest I've seen them in a while. They got a huge game on Saturday at home against NC State. They got DJ Byrne is back. He's gonna that's gonna be the matchup to watch. Quinton Post did whatever he wanted against Vandy because they had no big. And they were and they were struggling in pressure. DJ Byrne beat up BC bad last year. Can Post do enough to get that big dude out of his game? Ken Palm has BC as the favorite in this game. It would be huge if BC can start the ACC schedule off 1-0 with a win against NC State. Because you win that game, you're now 7-2. and two. Or 6-2, uh, six, six and two, sorry. You're 6-2. and two. Then you have games against Central Connecticut and Holy Cross. I've watched enough BC sports to never assume any game is an automatic win. We saw them lose to Chicago, who isn't very good. But you have to imagine they'll win those two games. They're at home, I think. I think the Holy Cross game's at home. That could get you up to 8-2 and two before you really get into the ACC schedule, before you get into St. John. I know you get St. John's coming up too. That feels good. Beating Vanderbilt was the type of win you needed to kind of erase a bad loss. And that's exactly what BC did. Big win for the Eagles. We'll be back on Monday to talk about the game against NC State. We'll talk more about the transfer portal. Any news that breaks there. There's so much going on. And we'll know what bowl game BC is going to. Is it going to be Fenway? Is it going to be Pinstripe? Is it going to be one of those Gasparilla Bowls or, or the Toilet Bowl? Who knows where they're going to end up? We'll find out and we'll talk about it on Monday. This is AJ Black. Follow me on Twitter at AJBlack247. Become an Eagle Insider member right now because I have transfer portal news up the yin-yang that you're not going to want to miss. Thank you all so much for listening today. Make sure to follow Kate as well. We'll be back again on Monday, and we'll see you again soon. This is Locked On BC, your team every day. You are. 